Welcome back to the podcast. Luke, the most viewed TED Talk of all time, someone who's done three TED Talks, mm-hmm. major innovator of the arts education and got us to think more broadly about education. Major books, I think five or six books, New Manifesto being released, actually, posthumously. It's touched millions of lives and often regarded as a leading figure on creativity, thinking, innovation, and spending his life unlocking organizational and personal creativity. And we're talking about Luke Smith. (laughs) No, it's Ken Robinson. There's not much of a a cliffhanger, I guess, because the episode name will have Ken Robinson in it. But that is our next modern thinker thought leader to to go through. I think it'll be about 10 episodes. We'll see how we go, though. We always come up with other stuff. Mm. I know that you know piss all about Ken Robinson, apart from the TED Talk I showed you during the week. So Which again, I, I'm so puzzled how you qualify for this role on this, this I'm, podcast. I, I don't know what you're doing. Mate. I don't know. I, don't, I need to speak to management and understand what's going on. Right. Here, how mate. did I get here? How this, did this, I get this, here? this absolute imposter <laughs> stealing my, my brainwaves and everything. Couldn't <laughs> well, not, tell not you just the first me, but <laughs> couldn't tell you the first thing about him. Yeah. For me though. He was a big influence, really, in the last couple of years. I think really him and Seth Godin, when we were starting our education stuff, their voices really seem most similar to what I'd learned through experience, things mm-hmm. I talked a lot about with Scott and Gilly. So it's really meaningful to me to, uh, yeah, be able to do this series on him and hopefully contribute to his amazing legacy. Mm. Before I go into a bit more about him, a bit of a maybe a creepy or a story that touches me a little bit. Ken Robinson's passed away not long ago. A lot of, a lot of people done in this series are still alive with the exception of Alan Watts, but Ken Robinson died on the 21st of August, 2020. And that was actually the same day. Oh, I've actually got it here. I'm holding it. That was the same day we started the retreat for the book. For 18 and loss, which before concert student and everything, you know, this was really the beginning. All, all the personal work we were, we were trying to do in education and, and career or whatever, whatever this thing is, guiding people through their lives. And it was kind of eerie when we found out on the retreat, Byron was there. Byron obviously knew who he was he's in education too. And, you know, it was, it was kind of creepy and you just can't help I think that there is, uh, I don't know, sometimes significance to these things. Who knows how much to read into it? And it's very much on, on theme with this guy. He's a, a very, you can tell he's a very kind man from when you listen to his TED Talks or, or how he spoke. And he really cared. You could tell that he really cared about people, their story. Like a tribute that his daughter was giving, I watched on YouTube, just talked about he really loved hearing people's stories. No matter how big he got, the millions of people who you know, kind of heard him and speak and his profile rose over the years and everything. He never, they say he never lost that love of just hearing people's stories, understanding what drove them and what their dreams were. And I would have loved to have met him. He seems like an incredibly special human being. Mm -hmm. Now I thought the four main things we could probably get out of unpacking him, but I'm sure there'll be more, but these things are just because if people haven't heard of him and they're thinking about how's this relevant to, I think fascinating guy, but the four things that you might pin your hat on are that you will discover your real abilities by challenging the old idea of intelligence. Like he was big on challenging the old idea of intelligence. And you'll see what I mean by that as we go through the series. 
Because to do anything, you must first admit to yourself that you are a creative person. And then there's an idea that people have a lot of resistance to for a lot of complex psychological reasons. Secondly, people-focused education. I think that is a very big concept. Most people tap into less than 1% of their potential, I think. I don't know if people will agree with that, but it's my belief at this point in time until experience tells me otherwise. If you want to disagree with that, I'm happy to hear the conversation, Luke or anyone out there, but mm. I'll unpack why as we go through this. Third, appreciating the multi multidisciplinary blended view of the world. You know, like science is often viewed as a, he talks a bit about it in one of his books, that like the influence of the enlightenment, how logic and reason has really dominated the way we've set up a lot of our modern social structures and education systems math and science get way of stem gets a lot more respect than dance and the arts that's something that ken robinson hated he thought that they were yes valid but obviously you know that what what do they say i think math is the only exact pure science mm. like with with black and right black this, and white right and wrong this, for example yeah science still requires judgment confidence levels and science and art are not necessarily as like distinct and separate as I mean, it's not purely mechanical process science. Like you still have to have the creativity to formulate a hypothesis mm. that you're then going to investigate. It's not purely just testing. So I think that's fascinating right here. Really multidisciplinary view, which reminds me a lot of Charlie Munger, another big multidisciplinarian when thinking about education. And a multidisciplinary in, in practice is probably someone like Da Vinci, the ultimate example. It's always who we hold up as like the Renaissance person. And then number four, just how much we've held people back with our current systems and tendencies, which I guess overlaps with number two. So that's terrible prep for me. But yeah, those are those are pretty big things. Those are pretty big things. And he has a, a number of books. He's done three TED Talks. We're going to talk about one of his books that I read a while ago, Out of Our Minds all about creativity and that's foundational he had a couple others but we just focus on that one and we'll also unpack his three ted talks including the most viewed ted talk of all time mm. at this point in time which is pretty big <laughs> think about that in proportion to all the people have spoken it and that this is that this guy is the most viewed ted talk of all times and three ted talks and a lot of people may not have heard of him he's certainly about to you know i think fall in love a little bit with ken robinson just like i and so many others have so i won't go too much into anything else today it's just an intro but luke do you have any questions before we yes get underway uh, yep yeah i have a question so you placed ken robinson and seth godin as two extremely influential characters in your development why yeah. is there any particular reason that comes to mind on the specific area of education, okay, I really thought that they had a very good, clear, broad perspective on like the main challenges and how how it should look. Seth Gordon, someone will, will come to do a series on as well. Obviously, uh, big raps for that guy. But see, you'll notice that they weren't isolated to just education or isolated to schools. Mm. We, this was the very first thing we talked about with Taleb. To really innovate, you must go way beyond the original current corpus of an industry. So Seth Godin from, you know, his, his big themes are modern careers, leadership, marketing, in particular marketing from first principles, and I'd say even ethics within marketing, the concept of remarkability, 
you know, he wrote book, the book The Purple Cow and everything like that. And, and, you know, creativity, being an artist in the most broader sense. And so it's not just education in a silo. And Ken Robinson is, is quite similar because you can't speak without, about education without speaking about these other parts of society, mm. right? If a principal is going to be the, uh, a principal of a school is going to be the person to tell us how education should be better, for example, as a contrast, and they haven't had experience or exposure to in depth to other parts of the world and other industries. I mean, it, everyone has a valid perspective, right? But I just point is that it must it must be a broader view because education must connect us with other practical. What does it serve? It's not there to serve itself. It's not there to justify its own existence. It should be there to make mm -hmm. us thrive. And, and we've talked about this a lot, but for anyone who's new to the podcast, that is one of the key ideas we keep coming back to, right? Like, why does this matter? You know, why does education matter? Well, education is the system we use to shape everyone you know in society. Everyone has come through, pretty much everyone, sorry, has come through this system. And even if you are homeschooled, you're still indirectly influenced by the society created by the dominant system of education. Mm. And I see more and more uh, scary side effects of this system as I go through the work with constant student and get to know more young people and what they're going through in their lives. And that'll be, I won't mention anyone, never mention anyone specifically by name with the challenges they're having and stuff, but I will draw on some examples too because the things are getting missed. So we better wrap it there today, but good question. And uh, yeah, just encourage anyone to follow along. So just a reminder, we have daily episodes. We'll unpack one key idea or thing a day from Ken Robinson. We've done other series on people like Taleb, Peter Thiel, Alan Watts, Tim Ferriss. I'm starting to forget who we've done now. I think I'm, I'm missing someone, Naval, mm. Naval. And uh, so that's, that's prior and you can check it out on YouTube. You can check it out, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you get your, your podcasts. Uh, and then if you just want the daily episodes, if you just want one no bullshit summary a week, that's on the newsletter. You can check it out in the description at Everything Joe. The link that says Everything Joe. Yeah, so that's it for today. Now, tomorrow, the first idea. So we're going to go into his book, Out of Our Minds, and a very big topic, Luke, Why Your Life Is Not Linear. Mm. Can't unpack that. All right, and see you for that tomorrow.